got to remember, and they seem to sometimes forget, the world we live in currently is not the world we lived in when we no. were doing this show. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. It's recording. I don't care. Go ahead. Am I on? You're always is it on. Wednesday? <laughs> hey, Theo. Sure. You're the I'm one who, you know, you're the one who's running the ship. Yeah. I'm paddling and you're running it. Yeah. And you told me that, I mean, you know, the theory pod is, is going crazy around the world. And how much does Ireland, I know, Ireland love you and I? I mean, crazy. happy St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. We love Ireland. We have a bigger audience in Ireland than we do in the United States. Go figure. Go figure. Not figure. Go figure. <laughs> go figure that out, peeps. Uh, we love Ireland. I've been lucky enough to have been there two or three times. I have not. Megan. Gavin, you're going to go. You'll go. Yeah. You'll come with me. Yeah, I'm dying to go. I, 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 I'm, not di- I'm not dying to go. I'd like to go. Because yeah. if I was dying, I wouldn't be able to go. No. They wouldn't accept you. Yeah. So I just spent about uh, a good amount of time before this call um, on the phone with our friend, DL, David Labrava, (laughs) a.k.a. Liftoff, um, (laughs) trying to get his tech situation. Uh, And I'm I'm now officially auditioning for a role in Hackers 2 because um, I had to uh, figure out how to get him on this call at one point. That we're on right now. If you thought it was bad with me, wait till you get the lift off. Well, I gotta tell you, Tommy was bad. You know, uh, DL, what I just went through, he will, (laughs) he will make it. He will make it. Um, at I don't know, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, crossed. he's gonna make this. Um, we just really had to switch some things. Uh, but yeah, it was really interesting. I'm trying to figure out is it. Because now it's 0 for 2, meaning that the guests don't know what they're doing uh, or tech, technological Yeah, fans. it's 0 for 2. And it uh, might be 0 for 3 we, and then 0 for 4. We don't know yet. Okay? <laughs> but let's just get to my boy happy. With you, it's 0 for 3 because you, <laughs> you've come a long way. I mean, you, you, you were – it was a disaster. Reaper reviews, baby. Look at how good I look. My nose is a bit red today, but that's all right. I've been filming nights, you know. Yeah. yeah, no, but you look, I mean, come on. If we compared this to the first episode, you look. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Sasha. <laughs> That's it. Hey, you look good. You got a nice little hoodie on today. You seem warm. I'm you ready for your that. nude scene? Maybe I shouldn't tell the people that, but why not? I'm not nude yet, but. Soon. Coming up. Soon, yeah, I'm rap- I'm getting towards the end here, bud. So am I. You and me both, brother. Yeah. And I'll be out of this I hope I can hotel. see you before you go back to Austin, six feet away. Come on. We will definitely. As we wrap this up, I'm going to have a minute here. Um, Come to my backyard. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited about I'll that. I'll cook for you. Yeah. Oh, that would be great because yeah. I'm going to need to eat. Um, yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to eat a lot. I'll definitely do that right after this. So one thing I brought up online and I wanted to get to before we get to DL and the, and the review of Smite. Because we're we're in season two now. Yeah. Because we finished season three and we finished season one. 
Yeah. So here on our Reaper Reviews, we're in season two, and we're going to yep. wrap up these episodes. So we're on episode five, Smite. So if everybody, while you guys are getting your head together, um, one of the things I, I posted out and we were discussing briefly was, even though we have about 60 episodes left or whatever yeah. of Reaper Reviews, which is a shit ton of time, you know, we're going to be at this for a while. We, you and I were always thinking like, man, what are we going to do after this? Like, uh, cause we like, we, we fully enjoy doing this. We love the community it's built. We love the positivity it's built and really everything that's come from it is pretty great. Especially, you know, when we were doing the, during this lockdown period and all that. Um, so one of the things we discussed is, uh, what what does the future hold? So we're kind of messing around with some ideas. I just want to throw it out there and really get, you know, we've gotten some other people's reactions so far. Some of them are just silly. Like, you know, uh, we're not going to review the Mayans or anything. That's silly. But, but what, we're, what we're talking about is just doing um, our show, me and you, because what people don't know is you and I sometimes speak for like 45 minutes in this situation through the zoom i am i am i am stuck with you yeah for much more than the hour of our podcast because we i'm getting better at this every week as you know yeah and i i can't i can't not do this with you i we're we're gonna keep talking and laughing and yeah man let's do it why not Yeah. so what we're gonna do is ultimately to, to really keep this as simple as possible is you and i speak sometimes for 45 minutes to an hour before we hit record yeah. Mm, we're just going to make a show of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's called it's called Theory with Theo and Kim. Theo Ross right. and Kim Coates. And uh, we're going to do it. And we're probably going to do it uh, uh, because, you know, it's going to be more obviously of us and not just us reviewing. Um, we're talking about doing it potentially on Patreon because what we want to do is make it closer to the community. And then what we would do is do like two of those episodes a month in with these Reaper reviews. So the Reaper reviews will stay the same. Nothing's changing. And we're talking about doing those on Patreon, but also doing a once a month Q and a like live Q and a, you know, with people, yeah. these are some of the things we're throwing around, right? Like uh, early access to the Reaper review episode. So if the rest of the world gets them on Wednesday, they'll potentially get them on Monday or Tuesday, you know, if they're ready. Um, so, Again, this is just some of the things we're messing around. I don't want to put anything uh, too nailed down because we're not sure. But just know that we are going to do a theory show with Theo and Kim. And uh, we're going to probably start it out in more of a private space for like, you know, members and stuff and whatever. And I think they're like, I don't know what it is, like $5 a month or something. It's just 5 so we, 10 and maybe 20 Yeah, I, mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's something. And we'll do all these different tiers. Oh, however, I'm learning all about this. Yeah. Theory through the people, through the, through Patreon and through the producers and all that. And uh, nothing will change a reboot reviews for the next 60 weeks, but very soon we're going to start having the theory show uh, up and going in a separate spot. So um, we'll keep you posted on that. And it, um, and, it, and it makes sense for, for you and I, and for all our fans, because that's what people do. When you find out that your podcasts are taking off, which ours is and has been for quite some time, when you find out that people, you know, kind of enjoy listening to you and me and what we have to why, say. Why? I don't know. Why? why? I have yeah. no idea. Not a clue. <laughs> but 
when we do have that type of fan that we are now getting every week, every day, every month, which is growing and growing, there needs to be a little bit of a special outlet out there that we can do some special things for them as well. And the amount of money that they might have to pay to join for the month or for the year is it's not too bad at all. And, it's like uh, 60 bucks for the year or something. Yeah. I'm, I'm just really excited about opening yeah. it up to that as well. And I think that, you know, another thing that people have to realize is while we love you and I, and, and I'm truly enjoying the adventure, and I'm like unbelievably hyped to get into season four, five, six, and seven, especially for the Juice character and the Tate character, because some of our greatest moments are in those seasons. Correct. You and I also talk about many other things besides Sons of Anarchy. To be honest, Correct. if it wasn't for Reaper Reviews, I don't think we ever talk about Sons of Anarchy. You know, that's just personally. So, There's so much to say. Right. There's so much to share. There's so much right. discussion to be had between you and me and all our followers that um, it's nuts not to continue. And we're going to. And as you just said, we haven't even started season four. That's going to be sometime in April. Yeah. I mean, here we go. Yeah. So, so again, just know that all that stuff's on the horizon and we're pretty hyped about it because we get to continue doing what we're doing. And, uh, you know, the world is looking pretty good, you know, I mean, at this moment, uh, meaning like literally at this moment, as in this moment, I can't say what's going to happen in five minutes from now. And I'm surely not thinking about what happened five minutes ago. I'm saying right now, um, it seems like things are in uh, getting, getting better. Um, hopefully for everyone in all matters, um, health wise, financially, whatever. And then, um, when we get to continue to do this and, uh, and if you're on the ride with us, great. And if you're not, who cares? Exactly. What's my <laughs> name today? I think, I think you just said my name today. Who cares? Is who that cares? your name? I think oh, so. that's your name on your screen. I can't see. I think it. so. I can't see. Oh, it, it is. Yeah. Look, is it cool. there? Yeah. I don't so, want to. I don't want to get to my tech technological site over here in my setup. No, it looks great. That's a good idea. You stole my name. That's cool. Um, okay, so listen, do you want to go and do a little of this episode quick before we let in lift? No. Once, no, you no. want to bring him in? Yeah, because then you and I know we have like 40 minutes to get through Smite and we can do it. Let's okay, so here's in. what I'm going to do. I'm going to remember now, uh, we're not dealing with, uh, you know, Steve Gates, Bill Jobs here. We're dealing with, uh, you know what I mean? Steve Jobs, Bill Gates. Yeah, we knew what you meant. That's why I did it. I did it like that on did purpose. Did you just like that? Um, yeah. You know what? Case, We're not. Just in case they have licenses on their name. Here we go. Oh, my. Come on. Bring him in. Come on. Click the. Here, you guys, you guys will love this. Look at my last text with him. I had to send him a picture of the app that he has to download while I was FaceTiming with him. That's. It's <laughs> <laughs> like God already. He's got something behind his head. I love it. All right, come on. He, he's not going to be there. I told him he has to move. He's it's all over the place. So okay, we're going to bring him in, and then we're going to get to the episode. Yeah, and it's a cool episode. It's uh, what do you think? Uh, really liked it. I, I I thought it was a bit slow, but you know what? The ending is spectacular, and sad, and and violent. And there's things in this episode that I completely forgot, like completely yeah, forgot. Well, so I can't yeah, because when the boys aren't that. in it a ton, the boys aren't in it. But when we're in it, I was like, wow, we. Yeah, we had one of the great chapel scenes of all time when you vote. When we when we looked at you, that was a great chapel scene. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, pop we'll get to things. it. We'll get yeah. to it. Jacob Hale had a haircut. No yeah. Yeah. 
which was nice. So here, listen, here's what I want to do. Let's get into the episode because we don't know how long it's going to take him to click. Sure. I'm ready. I just text him. So the preview starts with Jacob Hale with his nice clean haircut. I had to point that out because I rip on his hair all the time. Um, It opens with Gemma and Tara in the kitchen talking about what happened to her. And then Jax comes in from the garage and there's a bit of a standoff over this journal. He knows, I think, that she... He knows. I mean, the look in his face when he said, you know, hey, Ma, what about, you know, and she got an old Harley manual. An old Harley manual. Yeah. He looks at her like, yeah, huh. yeah. He knows. He knows. He, he knows. knows. That's an interesting turn of events because there's bullshit it, flying everywhere in that scene. Yeah, and he has to assume that she's read it, which assumes that now she knows he read it. So that's kind of a an understated turning point that's happening in the beginning there between them two. And it, and if you know Hamlet, like I know Hamlet, early on in that play, Hamlet's looking at Gertrude, his mother. Like, what are you doing? Right. Exactly. That's this moment. And then we get your boy Chibi flying in with so his cool. shade with his shades on. I mean, why didn't we just call him shades? Oh, wait, I know. I A few years later, you were called shades. So that's why. You can't take my name. <laughs> You've taken everything else. You can't take my name. You can't just take took my name. Shades. Huh? You took who cares? Now you want to take shades? What's happening yeah, here? No, Tommy should have been called shades, is what I mean. I mean, shades on all the time. He's trying to, you know, trying and to. He looks so good in that scene. He looked good. Oh. Like that was Tommy, like his button. Remember, we would button, some of us would button yeah. our cuts all the way up. I would do that yeah. sometimes. And look great. In, he had 14 scarves on, like he always he does. He was slapping Charlie in the butt. He was having fun, man. He was looked good. Fun. He looked good and he was having fun. And I love when I see Tommy like that. So um, he talks about sack surgery for a second, and then we cut to Opie working on a bike. You know, I always get a kick out of this because nobody knows what they're and doing. And how busy was the shop that day? It was swamping. We had Dog and Muskrat and JoJo and yeah. Billy Bob. They were hanging out in that Teller Moral garage. <laughs> Everybody was Making busy. tons of cash. Tons of cash. The shop was cracking at that point. And then she comes in, and uh, I didn't realize that's the first time they meet. Neither did I. What a beautiful moment. What a beautiful moment. Yeah. I, I got a little like, wow, I'm witnessing something that I just never remembered. Oh, guess who's coming in? No, come on. All right. So remember, we're at the OPC. Oh, ready? Three, I remember two, one. where we are. It's I won't off. forget. Here he comes. Hold on. It's connecting. Da, na, na, na. Uh, remember, hit the audio button. Da, na, na, na. David. All right, I'm looking. I'm hey, looking. Wait, hang no, on, hang hold on. on. We're recording. Remember, we're recording. We're recording. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is so good to see your guys' faces. Wow. DL, you're there. You made it, you technical <laughs> wizard. Bro, this is like. Two days in the making. (laughs) (laughs) If this guy hadn't walked me through it five times. (laughs) It was it was a pleasure doing it, brother. I would do I would do it anytime. Man, it has been it's been a while. We talked early pandemic, right? We talked early, all of us. We had that big group with all yeah. of us were on. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, you had reached out. We were all together. We were all doing that thing, you know, for mass safety and all that. But then, you know, a year's gone by, bro. 
Do you see, uh, I think it's okay, like the, I'm a fan of hers, uh, Char- Charlize Theron, her Instagram yesterday about a year and she's just over it. Done. Yeah. <laughs> see, it's so cool to see, and, and also Naomi Watts. It's yeah. cool to see such people that are like, not afraid to show how this has affected them yeah. Yeah. to the whole to the whole world screaming. You said that that thing that Naomi put out yesterday, that was hilarity. Yeah. And it just people are losing their minds. People are losing their minds. But you know what, man? We you know what we do on this show, and this is like such a big thing, is you know, that was such a special time when we were all together. And what's so unique about your journey with this the best time, time of my life. Come on, D, D, D. How much fun did we have? And you, you were involved from the beginning. Before the beginning. Like before, before the, the beginning, beginning, bro. I would say five, net, five networks. I'm from the show's inception. When John picked up the phone and says, I'm going to do a show. If I get it, I want you to be the technical advisor. Then that went to uh, HBO, Showtime, Stars, Cinemax, AMC, FX, and then boom. You know the rest. How, how long was it when you first heard about the show till it was actually going to get made? Like when Johnny talked to you, DL and Linson. From talked the day to you, Johnny called yeah. me, John Linson, I would say it, it would take, you know, him and his dad probably pitched it for four months, five months before they finally got picked up, I guess, six months. It took a minute. And then, yeah. and then you and I, Kim wasn't there. You and I did that original pilot with Scott Glenn. Remember, that was a whole different show. Well, you know, how, how, how cool was it? Uh, I had one sentence. <laughs> Me too. Okay. That, Me that, too. That, all right. So, let, so let's back up a little bit even further. I wasn't even, Johnny really helped me a lot. Also, Kurt helped me a lot. Like, uh, I, you know, I was technical advisor and, I had done a little camera stuff. I had done a couple of things I wanted to be on the show and I read for TIG and I did not get it because this other guy that was very sociopathic named Kim Coates, they, <laughs> like he had, he had a thing about him that they just wanted that dude. And, but jo- Johnny was like, no, bro, write this guy a letter and tell him he's stuck with you and that you're going to help the show. And he wrote me back and said, you know what? I believe you will. And the writer's strike was on. Remember that? Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. yeah. And he said to me, if, if the writer's strike is on, I'll make you a presence known in the room. And if it's off, I'm going to throw you a line. So he gave me a line. And then we ended up doing the whole thing again. And then he gave me some lines. You and me fought in the ring. Yeah. And then Charlie said to me, he goes, that, that first thing was his, he just wanted to see if you could do it on camera. Charlie's like, not everybody could be natural on camera. As soon as he saw that, then he gave you, let you fight with the guy in the ring. And bro, Yeah, but DL, if you go back, back, when we did the original pilot, because they kept that warehouse scene with the candle and the cake from Chibs and stuff. You remember we were there for like 17 hours. That was before, like they said, we only could work certain hours. We were there all night, all day. We were in that warehouse. We didn't know anything about anything. The show wasn't out. We were all, I had hair. My character's name was like something totally different. And we did that scene. This is pre Kim with Scott and all that. And it was that big explosion. And you were in that that scene. You were part of that. Yes. 
And so you were, we were on the show as an actor, but like me. It was a big explosion and it came out and I walked up to Scott Glenn and it said something, uh, the MKs of the 45s are over there, but we couldn't get no shotguns. <laughs> like that was my line. You remember it verbatim, I love it. <laughs> and uh, Scott Glenn goes, I got a better <laughs> You all know the other story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Right. Whoa. Yeah. I, I did was look at everybody's eyes. Yeah, man. You don't do that. <laughs> but uh, he was that was that was that was a very different experience. That version of the show. You know, I would love to see it. I he still is a real man. It. He's a, such an incredible actor. But in he's a real man bro. in yeah, real he's life. A, he's like a, a man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just nothing but respect. like incredible actor. It's like this is like a he'll build your house. Amazing. He like. Break horses, do whatever. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. from the country and like a man. I did a movie with him like four years before that where he played a coach of this football wow. team. And uh, he was playing a real life coach back in the 30s or the 20s, whenever the movie was set, uh, uh, Army versus Navy or whatever. And I got to really know him. We were in Canada for a couple of months. And he was, I mean, he was just like, you know, I only don't only known him from Urban Cowboy and uh and uh Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. And I think he did maybe was he in contact as well with Fickner? Was he in Could that? be, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't was, remember. I, I just or maybe I'm confusing him with Silence of the Lambs, but he had always been around. And then when they said, and I've told this story before, when they were like, two people are being replaced, I was like, it's definitely me. And Charlie was like, it's definitely me. Like, we were like, oh, of course, they're going to, they're not going to replace Scott and Emilio because those were the, and what happened is that's exactly who they replaced. The two people we thought they would never replace. And then when we found out we were going back, and then when I saw, you know, obviously Hellboy and the dude from Waterworld and all these other shows walk on. I always talk about how jazz that was. But Remember he was in Waterworld? <laughs> yeah. But DL, what, what I try to explain to people, because it's a bit of a, it almost feels like a bit of a dream, is what a wild time it was, but yet such a beautiful time, like those eight years or whatever we say it was, because people sometimes don't really get it when we say how close and how much we were all together all the time. And DL, and DL before you answer that, I just got to add to that and, and just say to you, and, and I've said this to your face, behind your back, to anyone who wants to listen, you, brother, turned into a fucking actor. Oh, man. Like you, you, you turned yeah. into a fucking actor it's and like let it's like uh, look who i was i it's like this you get dropped into a bowl you got charlie hunnam ryan hurst mark Wood jr kim coates theo rossi katie seagal like y'all i've been looking at saying like it's like you know what I, I can remember i was a little bit remember it in the thing i went a little bit crazy the one dude i was just like tried him he ain't gonna try me yo yeah and, i remember that Charlie was like, right then, everybody was like, we all, he goes, we all decided that you were going to help us. So we decided to help you. Yeah. And everybody really helped me. It's really something to play pretend. It's like you guys were all practicing a craft and people don't get it. That it's really something. It's a, it's something you have to be able to do. Like Charlie says, not everybody can do this, bro, or everybody would. But you, but what you did beyond that, is you took a character 
And you yourself made it so incredibly iconic. Like anybody who knows anything about Sons of Anarchy is a fan of Happy. Like there's no one who doesn't like Happy because the way you delivered your lines, even if it, this is why I tell people and I tell young actors that I mentor, it's not about the amount of words you have. It's about your presence, your presence in scenes was so incredible and the weight of it. So you could just say one line, rapturous, or, you know, all the word, these things that you would create and you became, even just getting the, the smiley faces, adding that link onto your character, you made him like straight out of a graphic novel. He was iconic. When I, when I say, when I say, when I said that line, DL, you know, happy, you, you make me look normal. Uh, and you, you and I were burying bodies in that six and seven season. I just gravitated to where you were. You gravitated to where I was. We really got to hang out on set and you became so simple and pure with what you were saying. There was no acting involved. It was just, you felt shit and you started to catch on in that third, fourth, fifth season. And no wonder they wrote for you. No wonder people loved you. D. It's like, think about it. I don't know if you remember. It's like, there's, you know, number one, two, three on the call sheet. You could be like, can I have another one? Can I have another one? Can I have another one? And by the time you guys got around the table to me, you guys would be like, <laughs> you do realize that you're going to get one. You know, <laughs> you, you're getting one shot, bro. Yeah. Like, you got to do this correct. Good. I can remember times you, I screwed it up the one shot. Rope, moving on. That's it. Like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> you landed on the floor. Again, I learned that too. Don't tell, don't tell people you're in the episode tonight. No, you, <laughs> you might have not made it to the episode tonight. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, because they were there. And I remember storylines and I don't, you know, again, we're I've never we're we're watching the show for the first time, as weird as that sounds. We've seen the finales and the and the premieres, but we haven't really seen the ones between it. So now we're watching them. And there's like all it's amazing things. to watch this. Stuff, it's amazing man. to watch it now, especially so, now. Imagine also like I, I'm Fat Bob. Yeah. Yeah. You do good. You guys know that I'm yeah, fat Bob, you did, bro. You did all that bet behind the scenes stuff. What? What is that? Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, remember, so you pe- go on. But remember, you had the storyline with your mom, right? You were doing stuff for your mom. Happy. And my aunt. And my aunt. And my aunt. Yeah, Happy's aunt. I, I, I remember that. That. That's why I transferred to you guys. Yeah. Remember that was my reason for transferring. And how did you like when, how did it, I'm just curious because I love to hear people's journeys of it. Like truly, how did it impact your life? Like in just the way you operated as who you were. Okay. Let's, let's be real clear. I'm aware. Uh, I try to be aware of the other people around it. And what's our job to help each other, to help each other. Like you're a perfect example, bro. You are a really great example of helping humans in this earth and extending yourself to help humans in this earth. And that's the job. So it's like this. If God gave you a voice and you only use it for self-promotion, time to shut the up. Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you, like, uh, it's a balance. And, you know, everybody here is always you, me, everybody here, everybody in this phone, and quite a few others is like, I didn't have a voice. I was just a person. And all of a sudden you have a voice. So now I try to use my voice to help people and try to help things. I remember, you know, people, people would be like, yo, yo, happy or like 
Smiley. No, it's happy, bro. And uh, <laughs> in, in, about, in about season three, it went from happy to David LaBrava. And yeah, man. Yeah, Charlie dude. was like, Char- Charlie said, you, you went from facial recognition to name recognition. That's a big jump for you. Mm. You know, um, it, I don't know. Hey, you know what? It made my mother proud. It, uh, it impacted my life on a huge level. Hey, you, you know what? On so many different lessons, this is a tough business. This will teach you, uh, you know, that's why so few make it. Because people can't get knocked down over and over and over and over. And I'm not saying I made it because I moved way up here. But uh, it's like, uh, yeah, man. so many lessons available. And, and you know what? We had, I want you to know, people would day play and they would come to our show and say, I've never seen anything like this before. How did it change my life? Look at the friends I've still got right now, which friends yeah, are so, so important in this life. How about us? How about how about us camping in Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. loaded and drunk? Dayton <laughs> Cali says something, and Theo flicks his cigarette, bam, right in his face. And Dayton <laughs> stands up, and Ryan stands up, and the other I'm like, "You guys are drunk." <laughs> we were sumo wrestling. We were counting the stars. The we were high. We were drunk. We were laughing. We cooked the greatest meal we could ever cook. My God. Do you remember? Uh, like, imagine that. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a 14, 13 hour, 59 minute day on camera. And then we're going to do a wrestling match in the parking lot for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's when I turn around and I sat on my Harley watching you. Booney, <laughs> you, Ryan, Charlie. Yeah, people people would day play and they would say, uh, "I've never been on a show like this before. I've never seen anything like this before." I'm like, you guys are actually friends. You, the crew, all of you. Oh, everybody! Every that's the other thing they have to understand is the crew is as tight as oh the my gas. Gosh, really I mean, we and most of them are with us for the entire time. I mean, besides Seven the hair- seasons. Besides the hair department that changed every every year, we yeah, literally had the same people all yeah. around us. So it would be like this homecoming. We'd have a few months off. And in the few months off, we'd still see each other all the time. And then we'd go back. And it was like, it was like camp. It was like camp for adults. You'd just be there and you'd be like hanging out all the time. Like he said, 14 hours on the camera day, another two, three pre and post. You're lucky if you sleep. And then hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Monday, everybody's all happy and chipper. Thursday, we're in the dead zone. Everyone's sleeping in their, sleeping in their thing. You know, also, I want to say, like, how did it change my life? All I ever wanted to do was make my mom proud. I did. And I, I feel like every, anyone, everyone knows life done dealt me some hits, yo. Mm. And I feel that sometimes if people can just maybe one person out there why i wrote that book one person out there shameless plug it's like uh if one person sees my page or hears my story and decides to keep on going on then this was worth it you know what i mean putting myself yeah, out there ideal you you bro you you have on your Twitter, you go, good morning. Yeah. I've been you saying well, good morning. You welcome the world since 2015. Every morning, every no, it's, morning it's, I, it's I start remarkable. the day. It's, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, 
hey, and, and it's pretty funny. You could see when times were not so great for me, there'll be like 15 good mornings in a row. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like without anything in the middle, I don't, I, I, you know what? There's so much negativity out there. All I try to do is, you know, force and spread positive energy, positive energy, positive information, positive energy. Health is your living wealth. Yo, use my keg and water distributor number on my thing and get healthy and get some pH, get yourself pH balance right. Yeah. And then uh, also one thing yeah. that you and I connected over tremendously, and I've always had just massive, so much love for you on this is, you know, because you were the first one that I'd seen it. Kim and I had seen it with each other too, is our love for not just dogs, but all animals. So you had a connection right away to animals and the earth, which a lot of people don't realize is that's a tremendous sign of, uh, you know, whatever a spiritually raised up human being, because you're connecting on a different level and you're seeing the innocence and, and the life, you know, because they say we weren't, we didn't come to this earth where we come from this earth, right? And yep. animals are truly the example in every single way. And I have, so once I saw that and you, you were like right away, we were all in on that. And, uh, you know, dogs have been such a, all animals, but dogs have been such a giant factor in your life, in your guidance of your life. Right. Dogs are everything, Brett. Yeah. Dogs are, <laughs> you, I think, you know, how we yeah. feel about dogs, bro. Like Frankie. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> and look at my little girl. Look at my little girl. She's like over by the furnace. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 it's like, it's called the animal kingdom. Yeah. And look at what's happening in the world. I could look at what's happening in the world and people dropping and people dropping. And I don't know if people don't get it together. It's going to go back to the animal kingdom, like 12 monkeys. There'll be nothing but animals left. <laughs> well, Time you know what? We, already, we, have an in, we have an in with them. But you know, brother, listen, I love you so much. I'm we sorry. I love you so much, bro. Yeah, I got to tell you that. I, I want to say, like, also, how, how's it changed my life, man? It's uh, imagine how, can you imagine such a thing? Like, all my friends where I grew up in Miami, South Beach Underground, a bit like, it's like, uh, Wow, there's the David LaBrava fan club and the shout out to the DL Universe fan page on Facebook. And like, there's fan pages. My mom is freaking out and people tattoo their face. And like, I have my friends in Miami, like, uh, I don't know. We don't have to delve into the sordid past. And people are just like, wow, man. People are like, is that that guy? Oh my God. <laughs> 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 but it, you know what it's uh it, it's the best it, it's the best to help people it's the best feeling the best. in the world to help people and to give people some sort of hope sometimes and uh i ain't gonna lie so you know i need hope sometimes and like i like i'll get it from you guys and i'll get it you know i, I gotta tell you i don't know how it's like magic but sometimes i'll be in my down is time and ryan will like just I, I haven't spoken to the guy in like three months he'll your text will come you are love mm. he's just uh i'm like how and does this guy knows. know that's yeah, what's knows, circulating man. around you dl that's that's the love that you put out that's we, we we've all gone through some really incredible tough times this past year two years whatever and then there's been some super up times as well and for you to, to come on this show with me and Theo, because we can't see each other. We can't hug anybody. It's 
It's six feet away trying to stay safe until this COVID thing's over. And this right here, right now. This COVID thing ain't no joke. Yeah. Anyway, we're going... Yeah, and I and I and I'm gonna say something before we go. I mean, there was a point I don't remember. I I only remember where I was, but I don't remember what year it was. I was in New York. It was between seasons. You and I were talking, and there's always a moment where something clicks in your head. It was really early. It was season one or two, whatever. But we were talking about something, and you wrote like something along the lines of like, no matter what happens, no matter whatever goes down, no matter where this life takes us, I have your back forever. And I, I was do. like, I was like, this motherfucker, like you just know when someone means it, like when they mean it, like they'll be there, they'll do whatever, whatever you need. I got you. Right. And that is in this life, such a rarity because people talk shit. But, you know, they don't, they talk about it, but they don't be about it. And you've always been about it. And I've appreciated that more than anything. And uh, it's such a magical time in our lives, almost feels like a fairy tale in a way. And while, yes, was there chaos? Was there all this and all that? Sure. But I don't, I don't even look at that. I just look at like what we have now, what we are, the family will always be. And I just think of, it was a different time and it was a different life. And there was just... Like we said, if people would see these grown men sumo wrestling at five in the morning yeah. in between parking spots, trying to push each other off the line, this is this is fantasy world. We were just kids having fun and and we were uh, playing playing pretend, playing and pretend. If, if your word ain't shit, then neither are you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yo, yo, here, like remember the time and we had like fifty or sixty extras. I like like and like all these extras. And a really vicious director yelling and screaming. And I was probably, I got to tell you, not in the best mood. And I remember we were in a big, you're, you're going to remember, as soon as I say it, we were in a big garage and he's, the director said the thing. And one of those dudes on the other side, his phone went off. And the, the director's, whose phone is that? Whose phone is that? You're going to get fired. Whose phone is that? And I just go, it was my phone. <laughs> and the guy goes, and I'm like 20 feet away from where it rang. And he's, oh, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's try it again. Okay. All right. Yeah, the guy didn't say a no word. Hard, no oh, and then all the other dudes were like, yo, homeboy, that was cool, dog. Right on, man. Uh, I love that. Brother, I love you. Hey, man. Hey, I love you. Love, love you, you both. Peace and love. We'll have everybody. you back. I love yeah, you. Yeah, man. Hey. You, you, you need to get Booney on here, bro. That dude, I love him. He's got a little baby. You gotta, you gotta get that dude. He's. I'm seeing you know, him. I'm seeing him on Wednesday, D. We're gonna give him your love. Yeah, I talk to him all the time. Love yeah. you guys. Love you. Love, love you, D. Peace. Peace. All right. Wow. Wow. Like, wow. How good was that? It's the best. I mean, I, tr I truly thought about that. Like when he's on, because his voice, his look, his, you know, he's the real deal. You know what I mean? We're, we're, we're guys that have been, you know, playing pretend. Right. And this guy comes on and he's the real deal. And, and, you know, when, when you're the real deal, you come in with some stuff and to watch him grow, to watch what he became, to watch the person, the human that he became. Incredible. Unbelievable. It's incredible.
It's incredible. And I, I just, got, I, I meant family, that. I got, baby. Yeah. It's, it's, I just got, it's family and I got so much love for him. And like I said, you got it. What people got to remember him. They seem to sometimes forget the world we live in currently is not the world we lived in when we no. were doing this show. And I mean that in all ways. I don't mean it in good or bad. I just mean that the world was a little slower. The world was a little uh, less uh, tense. The world was a little more. We were we were friends. We were just kids. We were, and even though we were all older, we were just having. Fun. Oh, you were a kid. I was older, but go we ahead. Were older, but we weren't thinking like we were just in a different space in our lives than than we all currently find ourselves. And when you add on in the global, you know, pandemic and all that, so I got so much love for him. I'm so glad we got him on and. Um, He's great, man. Let's go. Here we Let's go. go. Let's go. So uh, Obi and Lila, we just talked about how they met. So we go right to Hale checking in with Zobel. Um, Zobel's the trying two, to the two. I mean, the two dicks meet up again, right? I mean, Hale. Yeah. I mean, Jacob Hale, Jeff Kobler, like, God. And and Adam Arkin, just two dicks. Cigar just dicks with the cigar. And the way they're smoking the cigars. Oh, and like the way just they're just like little pricks. Yeah, and I got to tell you, I I didn't remember any of this. You know, when Clay comes in, Ron played that like Godfather esque, right? Like he's coming Completely. in. Um, and I want to. I just want to say one thing about there when when we were outside getting off our hogs, and Charlie goes, "I suppose you want us to stay outside," and Pro goes, "I do." That's the first time they've talked since the show before. Which is when Clay says to Jax, I don't care how you're going to get right with the Donna thing, but if you bring it up one more time, I'm going to kill you. Thanks for that's, reminding me of that. That's the last time that those two even spoke with one another. Wow. So here we are in front of the cigar shop, and Clay is like Marlon Brandon. He's walking right. That's a very good analogy. He walks right in. He leaves the shop after telling him what's, what's going to happen. He's got more cigars under his armpits. He's smoking one. He rips one. Takes a lighter, and yeah, goes, and he's Fuck and you. he's taking his time. You got to remember at this time. moment he's in that scene. Love it. He's taking his time. He's looking at the walls. He's basically saying, "I'm peeing on all these walls." This he's is call, he's calling him Adolf. I mean, yeah, it's just beautiful and, shit. And that Zobel character, uh, and and Adam is uh, quite the character. He's he's uh, in more he, ways than one. Brilliant. He's quite the character, and uh, his dad is also one of the most brilliant, brilliant. actors uh, ever, um, Alan Arkin. But Adam is quite the director. He was directing a brilliant. lot at this time. The Zobel character has quite the vocabulary as well, to use the word quite a few times, which really made him you could take that character on paper and just make it like almost, you know, another Darby and Jack's references this later. This ain't Darby. This, this ain't some, Darby. this ain't some no. meth, you know, <clears throat> whatever type guy. This is, these guys are smart. They're calculated. And, uh, and I think that it was pretty perfect casting because he really, it was, it was stunning that. casting and it was stunning casting. And this whole episode is called smite for a reason. It's it's what the what the last scene of this episode means to attack quickly to come back at something mm. they're so smart they're so above our pay scale we're trying to figure them out we'll get to that scene coming up in the in the chapel but yeah man Adam Arkin woof back so to season here, two, you know. 
Yeah, so here we go. Uh, Otto gets jumped in prison, and uh, I forgot. Like, have you been to prison, bro? I have. So I know you haven't been to this prison. No. I spent two nights in, in, in lockup Me too, myself yeah. for, Me too. for something I did when I was a kid. Punched a Me cop. Too. That wasn't very smart. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it can't be fun to be in jail. And there's Otto learning how to mop the floor. Yeah. And Jesus Christ. It was violent. I didn't watch it. I turned my head. I'm going to let me let me full disclosure this one. Um, when they pulled the, the thing for his eye, I turned. So I don't know if they showed it. They did not show it. I did watch it. We just heard him scream. And uh, again, Sutter, man, showing his, his acting chops. But, you know, he's always either giving pain to somebody or receiving pain. That's that's basically Sutter's. His, yeah, I've yeah. been I've been doing a lot of work, as you know, with prison reform, and I've had a bunch of people on the show before we went strictly to Reaper reviews, and um, and uh, one of the films that I just did, uh, yeah, went out of its way to have most of the crew, this film American Skin, where most of the crew were formerly incarcerated yeah. individuals. I think there was over 120 years combined in the crew members who had done hard time, hard time, um. And then the film that I just finished before this one is a true story about um, a really famous prisoner named Bosco, who uh, who escaped prison. Uh, who escaped prison? It's uh, me and the one with Tom Jane that I did. So we shot in a real prison in Cali uh, that was active and open, and I got to talk to a lot of people and. Um, you know, I got a really big problem with the prison industrial complex, which, you know, I understand that it's completely off people's radar in this country. And I get it because we have been stuck under this belief that if you go to prison, you're guilty, which, by the way, we obviously, if you look at the records, we know is not true. If prison is supposed to be a place to reform people, it surely isn't. It's actually uh, does the polar opposite because of the environment much. That's set up. Yeah, it's just it's horrible. But that being said. Um, this, he really showed the violence and, and, and what was going on in this. And we do that throughout the series because we, you know, we revisit, went to prison or in prison, you know, throughout the entire show. Um, that was a brutal scene, man. And, and again, Otto is, I, I don't know how it reflects in Hamlet or whatever, but he is a very tortured character. Yeah. I don't think there's any, uh, Hamlet analogy with the, the character of Otto, but you know, you never know with Sutter, but we know why he was on this show. He wanted to be on the show and Otto every once in a while, is such a huge pinnacle part of this, this whole play that we're doing, which is fantastic. Yeah. So Zobel Weston meeting with deputy Hale, they're trying to get SOA out. Right. You know, um, and, and don't you love the way Zobel says, David, David. Yeah. Like he calls him by his first, it's not Dave or Hale. It's David. It's all mind very, games. Very flirtatious, condescending, very, yeah. You're below me, David. And, and, and here's, here's our card, um, uh, you know, and these tapes that he gave, which I forgot, I completely forgot about. Did you remember the tapes? I no, I didn't know any of that. Again, I didn't know any of that. It's all power plays. It's all cat and mouse. It's all, you know, this, that, and it's, uh, it's double talk and it's this and it's, there's just a lot of scheming going on. Yeah. This is what Sons of Anarchy did so well as a TV show. Tell me if you agree with this, is our adversaries. Yeah. Nothing, nothing was better. No show had better adversaries than we did. Yeah. Made us all even better. The story's better, more thick, more conniving, more violent. You felt more for the, the, for the main characters. Oh, for sure. 
And then, and then, and then couple on top of it that we were adversarial to each other at points. So yeah. like you had, you had multiple uh, points of danger all yeah. over the show. The show and, wasn't uh, called friends. No. Sons of Anarchy. Far from friends. Uh, you know, and, um, and we definitely didn't have the money they had, but um, it was, <laughs> I can in both ways. An episode. I don't know about as, you. Yeah. As by the way, as a club and as <laughs> and as a network. Um, but no, I I I just really think that seeing Zill Bell, it was like you got Stall, you got Cone, you got you know no, you got all these things. Then we're going to go into awesome. the Irish, and you know, then we then really it becomes us. You yeah. know what I mean? And and then I think there is that other character, but again, I don't want to uh, Ray McKinnon's character down the road, but and uh, and well, no, we had, we had Pope. I mean, look, we got stuff to talk about. Oh, yeah, we got stuff so to buddy, talk about. But, buddy, I got a big problem in the next yeah. seat, okay? What? Sarah Jones, yeah. who played Polly, who we yeah. love. Yeah. What the fuck? Why wouldn't she run up to Oregon for a while? Like, what's she doing in Charming? Like, yeah. what, why is she still? It's a small town. It's not New York. You sound She's like She's going to run into Gemma eventually. You sound like me. So suspension of disbelief, right? They're doing I things guess. for storyline. You know, why did, how did they bomb a place where the guys, we don't know if they're all the way in. Um, you know, listen, this is. No, no, that's different. This is very, I'm a question for you. Sarah Jones, we know why she stayed. We know why she's there. We know it's a very weird relationship with her dad. And she's, you know, that, that, that white supremacist bullshit. Yeah. But she should have gone away for a little while, but she didn't. Cause yeah, there's Gemma spotting her in the park. And, and, and you shouldn't have told anybody about that. He stole the dope and all that, but you know, and, and I know. the thing is, I'll is, get over it. <laughs> suspension. Of I'll get over it to you. No, I, I don't get over anything. So she breaks <laughs> Tara's nose, by the way, with a vicious album. Whew. MMA before MMA. Dana White. Like, yeah. Boom. That was a boom. Right. Smashed her. If that was your nose, it would have been in five places. Um, so, so then Hale sees video. I don't know if I missed some of him being set up because it's him talking to Darby and switching an envelope, right? So it yeah, keep going. Like That's it. great. Love it. Okay. So then Jax comes in all heated up about Otto, trying to convince him who the real enemy is, and he's yeah. kind of and, twisting Hale up, right? And and but great shit in there for Hale and Charlie because. Charlie's just going, you know, you, you, you're helping the wrong side. What are you doing, buddy? Like you're helping the wrong side because Hale really does try to walk that freaking line anyway. Yeah. But, it, it, but it was amazing. Right. So then really good. Okay. So then we got Polly rolling up to meet her dad. Rollins. I, I want to say something because I've talked about this before. I was a giant Henry Rollins fan uh, before this. I read all his books, you know, listen to all his albums. I just, well, I know you fan. did. You're amazing yeah. with, with his, with his stuff. T- he, tell us about I it. hate to say this because the role is so despicable. Um, it was perfect casting. And I don't mean that in the way of like, he's like the guy. I mean, it like sometimes, you know, cause I've played despicable characters in some people's eyes. So of you, it was just really good casting. Like his it's, look and his it's voice. really nice to be told. I can't see anyone else in that part. Mm. That means you became that guy, that that yeah. hideous, deep, uh, religiously white supremacist, horrible shit. Henry just wanted to be on the show, and he encompassed that guy, and it he was perfect. 
and 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 he's a little bit Weston's a little bit Tig to Clay, yeah. is Weston to Zobel, right? That's correct. the pit bull. That's his that's pit correct. bull. That's exactly um, correct. Yeah. So, and before Jammer, we move on, I, I want to yeah. mention one thing about the vehicles. Yeah. See, like, and and if you notice, Theo, the exteriors of this show, this one, Smite, was all gloomy, gloomy, cloudy. That's because we right. shot it in early June, and a lot outside. And, and it's sure. and it's always gloomy in June in LA. Always. So that was a nice reminder for me. And another nice reminder for me watching the show for the first time was the vehicles, those trucks, those Broncos, those green Fords, those late nineties, early two thousands, the bikes, the trucks. I don't it was so Cali. We looked like California. And we oh. filmed this thing in LA and yeah. Northern California for a reason. It looked like Cali. And I I just it's really wonderful going back to see this show. For for reasons that um, I missed, because I had never seen the show, so it's beautiful. Yeah, and then also, I mean, it, what's so strange is if you really think about the show, we weren't outside a ton. No, and again, let me reference why the show was made for very little money. Yeah, um, and it costs money to shoot outside, and it doesn't cost a lot of money to shoot inside. In our sets, so in our sets, we would yeah. shoot on set. In the in the built sets, which was down at the Telemoro Garage, where we had all the sets built, everything was yep. there—the hospital, the, yep. the police all station, all the bedrooms, the, the, all the, bed, the clubhouse, everything. everything, and all the new interiors that we had every show. We had carpenters working all the time on that show, all the time. And 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 shout out to them—they were amazing. But you know, when you would do that, you, you would very rarely be outside because it's such a giant move to get this huge cast outside to get them to do everything. So it was really nice to have an episode. We were kind of outside. It was nice. It was really nice. nice. Um, so Gemma and Tara. Uh, Here we go. Talk about scene. it. Chapel. Big episode for them. There's big a big episode, episode for them. Um, and I guess, you know, we were reminded of what season two was for Katie Segal and the character of Gemma and what happened to her on that first horrible show. And we're reminded of it when, when we're going back to season two here. And Tara, was her confident? Like she, Tara, was Tara almost tells her about Cone. She almost tells her in that scene about so Cone. Close. So, so close. So close. She almost tells her, and 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 so it's close. so it's so funny. While they have two opposing forces, they they, they like they they don't want to like each other yet. They talk to each other all the time. Yet they tell each other everything. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh yeah, and we just left season one last week. Talking about how, you know, Wendy and, and, you know, Gemma maybe wanted Wendy back into the fold. That was the last episode of season one. Now we're in season two, episode five. And what's happened to Gemma, Tara's the only one who really knows and answer. And boy, Gemma really is, is, is trying to get close to Tara, but not too close. And I love it. I love it when she says, was it, is this the scene where she gives her the, go see the therapist? Yes. And Gemma goes, yeah, okay. Now that's that's funny how that ended up. Yeah, and she tells her it's in the place, and she says you're still going to the therapist, blah blah blah. But now, then we go back to Oswald's Ranch. This became a big outdoor yeah. set for us for a little while. There's a lot of things that you and I have been watching that have happened in there. You you have your little comedic line. Yeah, it was fun with Ron with, with our little funny voices. We kind of lady. Remember those little voices we would make on set. Ron used to make a lot of voices. Yeah. A lot of voices. And he pulled he pulled one out there. He pulled out a clay funny voice and I just mimicked them. It was kind of funny. He liked doing those voices. That was a little strange. Sometimes did you, did you notice out. how Clay and Tigger trying to keep Opie close here? 
Opie is the perfect, I'm going to probably say the word wrong because I don't really use it, centurion? Like he's just standing center? Is that it? I'm Am not I saying sure. that wrong? I'm sure they'll tell us. Who cares? In the in the um comments. But like he just stands there and he's got that look of like, I would never walk up to this dude ever. He looks ferociously. Like, angry. don't say the wrong thing, or he's gonna yeah. take a big papa bear and go boom. Yeah, and he's a giant. And like he, so so he was and again, he's getting close to clay. Yeah. He like like he's in. Well, that's I mean, Donna's unfortunately gone now so it's the club 100 percent club and the and club clay and clay. Tig want to keep them close because they fucked up and anyway anyway so uh jack's trying to recruit um he's going to everybody right yeah and he goes i to love this little sorry i i know these things mean so that. much to the show these little vignettes Little pop there on you and Jax. Then he goes to Bobby. Then he goes to Tommy. Like little, you know, and Piney. Piney comes in and watches the little porn thing going on next door. Piney's funnier than shit. And and you know, I, I but I have a question for you, and that is Pearlman Clay said to Tig in the scene that we just talked about with Opie, get the juice, Tig. Yeah. Did you want to shoot something that's not in the movie? I think so. And um I don't know I'm because positive I would, we did. Yeah, I think so too. I'm a silverback in that scene. Um, I uh, like it didn't make the final cut. I must have come to you. I think so. And went, hey, don't I think fuck you this threatened up. me. I think I did. We were at the clubhouse. I'm sure we did. Yeah, it might have. Didn't have time to put it before. in. It'd be fun to see all the stuff that got cut, wouldn't it? Well, that would take us on. Well, there you go. We'll do Reaper reviews till 2038. Uh, Reaper cuts. They'll do Reaper cuts. The Reaper, yeah, Reaper cuts oh. till 2038. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun because there's definitely a ton of stuff that got cut. Um, and it's so disappointing. It, you know, who's ever listening to this? You got to understand. And DL really hit on it in that in that uh, short conversation we just had. Is you learn real early in this business two things. Don't tell people you're in something because you might not be in it when it comes out, right? <laughs> Don't tell people about your role unless you're the lead person who's on the poster. You might not be in it. And then do not, when you read scripts and you get them, especially in TV, don't get too attached to something because by the time you get that fifth revision, it might not be in there. Yeah. I'll I'll never forget. Uh, I was a young actor. uh I don't know how many years ago this is. It's got to be many, many years back. That movie, American Gangster. Yeah. I had booked a role on that. And they were like, you got three scenes. They're going to fly to New York. You got one with Denzel. And nice. one with, uh, and then one with Russell Crowe. And then one with Russell Crowe and Denzel. And I was like, oh, my goodness. This is like. Where do I sign up? Where do I buy the house? This is it. I'm on a rocket ship. Here we go. And then they, I got, they got back to me a couple of weeks later and they were like, uh, they rewrote it. And, um, you know, now it's just like these two scenes, but you still got the scene with Russell Crowe. And then you got the scene with the ambulance and this and that. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. And then they cut the roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story, man. That's a Hollywood story for you. And I was just like, oh, is that how this works? Okay. So, uh, cool. It's a good movie. Uh, it's a really good movie, but um, yeah. So you know, vignettes that was, were great. And Bobby had a beautiful necklace. Great. His hair is pulled back. Mark Boone Jr. 
He looked great. He's the thinker of the club, and he says it coming up. Anyway, great little stuff. Great stuff. So Jax heads right to the hospital. Um, yeah. McNally, McNally thinks yeah. that Jax is beating on Tara. I'm assuming that's what she thinks, right? Because that's what it looks like, right? Yeah, and Margaret you know, says what people always make the mistake of saying, the gang. You're in a motorcycle gang, and, and, and Tara corrects her right away and says it's a club. It's Ooh, called the club. I mean, you and I have been saying that since we started the show. Every interview I ever do, oh, yeah, so the motorcycle gang, I go, yeah. actually, no, it's, it's a club. It's a club. It's a club. It's not a gang. I mean, a gang makes So it she a counsels club. Margaret on it's not a gang, it's a club. I love it. And her. it also shows that she's kind of becoming, you know, more towards the old lady side, more going towards yeah. the dark side, you know, uh, as they call it. And I don't mean that in this disparaging way. Old lady is the term if you watch yeah. the show. We said that before, um, and we'll say it again. We'll say it again. Watch and then we got Gemma splitting from the goddamn therapy session. She can't handle it, dude. She's out. She can't do it. She, no, I mean, well, one the one woman there is catatonic, and the other woman comes out. <laughs> the other woman comes out crying, Balling, crying. Like, yeah, all she's seeing is like clockwork orange. She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm out. Going in there. I'm, I'm not going in there. Right. Okay. So um, then we go to Floyd, the barbershop. Did you notice, Theo? I have what's a question, what's Tig doing? You know what he's doing. And I remember that day. I didn't remember it until I saw it. I remember going in the shop and I didn't have any lines in there. And I'm just looking around. What would take? Well, I took out this like just for men hair dye stuff. And I'm looking at it. You wouldn't have noticed it, but I did. And I'm looking at this hair shit. It was, it was perfect playing with Life imitating product. art. Huh? Life imitating art. Li- exactly. Or life it, art imitating. imitating life. Look at this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could use a little color right now. So I have a question about these Floyd scenes because I'd like to know is James. every single time Dayton has to do or answer, I should say, you know, shed. he has shaving cream on. Yeah, yeah. Shed. But do you notice that every time he has to do a scene, he has shaving cream on him the whole scene because <laughs> he doesn't take it off? So I was thinking how I was thinking if I was in that scene, how annoying that is because you do it like you know twenty seven times. Cat. Okay, reset, reset the shaving cream, the shaving cream, reset. It was no, it was this high. No, it was here. No, no, I. And you're no just continuity. like, can oh, I just God. fucking wipe it off with a towel <laughs> on the top of the scene? Nope, not Dayton. Uh, and he just has it on the whole time while he's talking. Amazing. Amazing. I love, I love, love little shit like that. Love so here that. we go, bro. You got to tell me about the street brawl. Yeah. I barely remember it. It was just so stupid. We didn't even know why we were doing it. I mean, here's stupid. Clay challenging all of us. to we're just going to go kick the shit out of these guys right now. And Opie was ready for, for some serious bear. He was going to tear everybody down. And uh, yeah, we, it was, it was probably the most one-sided fight we've ever had. Yeah. Those white supremacists didn't even get a punch in, didn't get no. anything in. It was kick, punch, bite, slam them to the ground. Not saying they didn't deserve it because they did, but that was one of the easiest fights we've ever had. It was and all the pro. whole the whole town is watching. If it yeah. was nowadays, it would be on YouTube. Everybody would be finished yeah. be on World Star or whatever. But back back then, I mean, he throws his bike down. Jax wants to, you know, appease the situation. And because uh, he sees Opie ready to go. Yeah. And then he's the one who actually starts it, which yeah. uh, gets us in a whole slew of a mess going to jail. Uh, right. So Gemma, Gemma's here checking out the journal here in JT's voice. So here we go. She's reading it. She's getting into it. She's listening to his words. Now, this cuts us to probably what I think one of the best scenes in the show. 
of this episode, which was Unser Hale. I, I that. just, I, I wrote it right down. What a fucking scene. What a scene. What a scene. Hale and Unser. I mean, Unser telling him, like, I forgot that he told Hale I know. about what happened to Gemma. I know. Me too. And, and, it, and I love the writing in there where he goes, I was sworn to secrecy and so are you. Meaning I'm fucking breaking my oath to Gemma for a reason, but you're not going to tell anyone or I'll kill you. Yeah. I mean. Uh, but the fucking acting, the levels, the hills and valleys, they're What's best for feet. charming. All that shit. So good. And he goes, why do you think I hired you? Let me tell you something like just so boom, good. Boom. Yeah. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And I love that. Like I was like, and then you see Hale get engaged and. Just a great little, just, just you know, great. when everything, when everything's great. clicking, they were clicking in that. Great. Scene. Yeah. So, um, Big Dave comes in unlocking the cell. David Jensen opening up cells. My stand in. There's Dave again. Dave Love that the, guy. Hale comes letting everybody in. Yeah. And here he goes. Hale's giving the MC love. Probably the first and only time, right? I got to yeah. think. Only time he ever does that. Yeah. Um, he helps them out. And he basically gives them all like the warning and he, and now that he knows about Gemma, he's going to, yeah. he's going to kind of help out. And he realizes that Zobel and his crew or these nationalists, whatever they're fucking called are not good people. Yeah. Um, so now we go meeting at Hale and, uh, at Hale's yeah. and, you know, they, they run in there. Uh, Oswald's in the suit. I have played. to just, I, I got to say, I wonder if you noticed this deal, but, You've got the business guys. Yeah. You've got Jacob Hale with yeah. his suit on, his shorter hair, and Clay. I don't know if they planned this or what, but I hope you peeps saw this. Clay comes walking in, and he turns his back on them. Do you know why? To show, show the river. Yeah. To show the patch. Yeah. To show who he is. This is who I am. But before I look at you, I want you to look at my colors. I want you to look yeah. at what's that's remember what this name, remember everything. Look remember who it is. This, yeah. And it was just and, and the guys looked over there. I don't know if they were bad acting or scared acting, but they were a little like shocked. Well, oh, I wanted God. to touch on that. So yeah. I, I was an extra. I started as an extra to get to get into the union and all that. Um, tough position for those guys. Let me tell you why. I was an extra on Sex in the City once and a couple other things. Is my girl Kim Cattrall? Yeah, I was an extra. Uh, that was not a good experience. Um, no. Oh my God, people were so mean to me. So yeah, I was I just a, I I was a young that. buck. Uh, it's why I'm probably s go overly nice to every single person on set. That's right. Um, not just you have to be, but man, they I got treated like. Whew. But regardless of that, I'm not going to throw anybody under the, the Greyhound. Is this, they're not allowed to say anything, the extras. They're not oh. allowed to verbally say anything because the second they say- We have to word, pay them more money. They'd have to get paid. So they're not allowed. They're told, don't say a Correct. word. Don't say a word. So the mistake is they overacted. Yeah. Can I, can I do one for you? Please do. Okay. So I'm an extra. I'm sitting here. And I'm just like this. And then someone says, okay, a guy's going to come in and he's going to pull out a knife. I'm going to, I'm going to show you what extras do. You ready? Okay, here we go. <laughs> and this is what, 
you know, if you gave them a chance and paid them some money and they knew how to just be, you would do this. Like, you know. That was good eye acting. Is that good eye acting? <laughs> yeah, that, for the visual people who are go, watching, go on. that was I'm some done. good. I might have cut off the other. I got one. nothing that was, left. Go that ahead. Was good eye acting, um, and I got to tell you, you're right because and 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 they're in a bad position. But yeah, they were they were way over, way over those guys. Um, so here we go. Uh, we know that uh, Taryn Jackson, she's all twisted up. She's all twisted up over Cone. She's all twisted up over her place. Um. So what does he do? He busts out the magical journal. Yep, that read Harley manual. The Harley that little manual. JT Harley manual. You're feeling bad? Read this five twelve-page journal. <laughs> I'll give you. A, I'll give you a week. If I was her, I would have been like, "Why do I need to read this? I don't give a shit." <laughs> We're yeah, talking about us, and, she, and she's also dealing with that that incredible, you know, secret. That she has about Gemma. And she just, oh yeah, yeah. She can, I forgot. She barely, yes, she can, bar- she can barely hang on to that. She she knows that things something bad's going to happen to the club, and she's sworn to secrecy. Anyway, all right. Now, can I tell you something before we go on? That journal, yeah, has been in way more scenes than Juice was the first it, three. It, it had its own chair. The journal had its own chair. <laughs> I didn't even have a chair. The, the, the journal did. Where's the journal on his chair? Pick it up. They bring that journal in like it's the movie National Treasure when they stole (laughs) it. Like that comes in and it's like. Way too many times. You get paid way too much money. That book, that fucking book. Goodness. Get out of here. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to get to one of the great. This is it. Vote taking place over Zabel. Go for it. Yeah. This, this scene, I mean, and we've mentioned this in the past and we'll talk about it for the next year and a half about. These chapel scenes can get out of control. They can get all yippy. They can get all yelly. They can get all this and that. But when they're pure and they're not too long and they mean something, there's some weight to them. This, this is one of those scenes. This scene, I mean, was just epically honest and simple. And we couldn't wait to get to you. You know what Clay was going to say, what I was going to say, what Opie was going to say, what Tommy was going to say, what Piney. But you. You were that maybe this is one of the reasons why they cut the little scene that we had, because had they shown that scene, they knew that you were going to go with me and, mm. and Clay. They, they, they would know because I would basically threaten you with your life. You're so by not showing that. that scene, I, I just thought of that now. We don't know which way you're going to go at I all. In, I think it was in a bathroom or something. It like, was in a bathroom. Like it was. It was in the same it? bathroom where you had the, the underwear. Yeah, he, like pushed me. No, it was it was, bro. Like was. I was coming out. I think I was like zipping up and coming yeah. out. No, you, like, no, it was pushed me back. Great, in, right? great memory. That it was, was funny too, memory. and it was violent, and it was funny. And I, I remember being like, "What are you doing?" Like it was back to one of those ones where, like, what we did in season one. Beautiful, like, beautiful. Take juice shit. Yeah. And then you close the door, and I was like, "What's, yeah. what's happening?" No, that's it. No, they cut it. They cut it, and they cut it because of this. They knew that you were going to go with me. So we don't know as an audience, but you do. Um, it was beautiful. And Bobby says, when Bobby says to Clay, when you want blind action, you go to take. When you want the truth, you come to me. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. And Clay's and- very alone. Sorry, Theo, then you can go ahead. But Clay's very alone at the end of that scene. He is. And I think at the same time, he also understands. 
that he might have let his emotions get in the way of the club, right? Because at the end of the day, Clay is still the president. True. Clay is still the president of not just Charming. He's the president of all of Sons of Anarchy all over the world. So I think for a moment he was like, fuck, did I? Like when Bobby says that. Yeah. Did I did I let my emotions get in the way here? Was I was my blind rage and my ego getting in the way? So for a second, and, and Ronnie played it fantastic. It was like, and that's why he comes out and hugs Bobby, right? Yeah, that's right. And 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 we need to bring this up just a little bit, even though we talked about it. When Jax says to all the boys, "No, no, 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 Zobel, he's way above our pay scale right now. This guy, if we attack him now." It's wrong. He wants that. He's ready for us. He's got traps. He's got tapes on Opie blowing up the meth lab. I mean, everything Jack says is true. Mm. And it was the perfect time to say it. All right. Now, so there yeah, it is. You know what Gemma comes happen. in and goes to Clay, kisses his hands, Bobby the hug. And then we go outside, man. And I don't know about you. I'll let you talk about the finale here. But when I saw that van, being backed up into Telemoro Garage, Theo. Kim, when I was watching it last night, I went, wait, that's not good. I couldn't remember what, but that's not good. Did you remember when you saw it last night? No. So I'm just piecing this together now, actually. You know, um, Polly Zobel had something to do with the van. She says, I left the van. Polly Zobel said the van's in place. Yeah. So somehow she got the van towed and that's why she was in town. So I'm just trying to make you feel better from before. Now they could have had anyone do it. You know what? Good point. Okay, they could so have had anyone, but she, but she, she at gets least back she had a reason. Dad. At least she had a reason for being at the, the Mart, the food Mart. Okay. Well, and, and also she's a great actor and she was fun to have on set and we needed sure. her on set. It was perfect. So they left, they, they, she, she put that car in an illegal spot. I might've missed that or, or something or whatever. I, it stalled or whatever happened. Oh, no. That went right over my head. Until you okay. Just it me now. too. Till just now. So then it's there. Obviously, Chibs has been aware of this stuff with his Scottish, you know, the whole background, you know, IRA and all that. Uh, oh, yeah. He knows, knows the sound. He knows the sound. He knows the sound. Because if not, there's no more Chibs on the show. Oh, no. If Big Dog or Tig or Juice are moving that van, well, we're gone. We're, gone. we're not on the I show anymore. See you later. They didn't, nobody knew enough about my character to care if I died. But with him, he was just on that point of like, if this guy dies, we really like him. And here's what's great about writing. We just spoke earlier of him coming in all happy, all grab ass with Jack and having yeah. Jacks and having fun. Shades and like on, he, beautiful. Yeah. yeah, shades, scarves, you know, looking like Snoopy from, you know, the Red yeah. Baron. And he's coming in and he's all. That's we don't usually see that side of Chibs, that happy, like go lucky uh-huh. side. He makes the joke about Sack getting the operation, and then we put him in a position where you think he died. Yeah, and that's good writing, right? Because it's, it's like, writing. oh, I just invested in him twenty five minutes ago. Twenty no, great writing. So you know, you end that episode thinking that he's potentially dead. If not dead, he's very wounded. well. I thought he was dead, if I'm an audience member, because you have Tara looking to get a heartbeat, looking to get a heartbeat. And then you see me get up. You're run- like, we're all just, what the fuck? Get on your phone. I mean, this is, it's so bad. I, 
I felt for chips. And, and just, nobody, just, nobody had died yet, right? This is season two. So nobody had died that was a main character yet. No one right? big. No. Yeah. So that was the first threat. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that held over all of us for so many years. Um, <laughs> so it was so, like, you could die. You could die any week. Listen, that was something. We got to go now. It's, yeah, I got to go. St. Patty's Day. And I got to get, get a green beer somewhere, you know, a green beer. I'm going to look at something green for like four minutes. That's what I'll do. <laughs> and um, and uh, it was great having our, our guy lift off, a.k.a. DL, a.k.a. Dave LaBrava, um, happy, whatever else he goes by. And um, uh, lift off, man. Oh, yeah. My God. I love so you, brother. You're lighting. Good. It's kind of weird because I used to look great. Cause you look so bad. And now I feel like I got to get out of this hotel and get to like a proper <laughs> studio. Cause you get look good. Weeks there, skinny boy. Yeah. Look you at you. Get together. I'm going to cook for you. I mean, I look like a mess right now. No, you're this. fine. Hey, who cares? Yeah. I was, who, who cares? cares? You're appreciate. Who cares? I appreciate you. I love appreciate you. you. Love hey man. You. I'll see you soon. Love you. Get the hell out of here, you, buddy. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know, the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo. Shout out to my crew, the Theory Team. The team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.